Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, good again. Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're killing What's me, bro. good with you, bro? <laughs> yeah. Hey, drink some more beer. Gold Dinner the Podcast. We are here back to you on the second episode of the week. Uh, like we mentioned in episode one, we're giving you three episodes per week now, breaking up the content a little bit, add a little bit more in there. Uh, we've kind of been missing. Um, news and notes for the week is pretty much going to be uh, this episode. Um, some big topics we have in college football, big topics in the NFL, as well as some UFC stuff we want to cover and get back to our roots with the uh, the TDP stuff that we started from the very beginning of this thing. So some top fives at you, some some fun little activities, as we like to say. I love um, it. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. College football. Um, biggest storyline from the week that we didn't cover on yesterday's episode with TC or was it? Yeah, TCU. Um, oh, sorry. Illinois beating Wisconsin. We didn't uh, cover that one in the first um, episode about Paul Chris getting fired. Yeah, so Illinois beats the fuck out of Wisconsin. Wisconsin obviously has not looked good this season. So um, they Wisconsin takes, you know, puts it in their own hands and fires Paul Chris, who, um, you know, if you take away this year and the season before, he's done a great job at Wisconsin. So I think, you know, the pressure to win and win often and now is um, incredibly high in college football, especially in a very competitive Power Five conference that they're in. We saw this with Dan Mullen the year before. It's it's what you've done for me lately, you know. And it's Paul Christ is a he's a good football coach. So um, it's sad to see, but you know, Wisconsin, like a lot of programs, said, okay, you know, four years ago, five years ago, we were a Rose Bowl team. You know, when Justin Herbert played us in the Rose Bowl, yeah. was it three years ago, three seasons ago now, or four seasons ago, maybe. You know, that we played against him. You know, we were that program, and we're not that program right now. So, um, I mean, what do you think? Good or bad move by Wisconsin here? I think it's a bad move. Okay. I was kind of calling for him. Yeah, you. you yeah. I'm surprised you're saying bad move, considering. This early, based on his track record, he didn't deserve this. Yeah. I think his worst season was nine wins going into this year at Wisconsin, which is crazy. <laughs> you just threw that away. Mm-hmm. You've seen some other programs who have thrown away those type of coaches. And they go to six wins. Look at Nebraska. Yeah. Nebraska was that type of program. They thought they were something they're not. And don't get me wrong. Wisconsin's been awful this year. Mm-hmm. But I think the guys earned one bad year. You know what I mean? Your defense isn't as good as it usually is. Your five-star quarterback's been dog shit. You know? And I'll and I'll enter in right there. Graham Mertz got Paul Chris fired. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, they said, okay, you know what? We've gotten to Rose Bowls. You know, but we really want to. We want to punch through. We want to be a national champion. We want to yep. make a playoff. We want to do this. And they said, "Let's go after this five-star quarterback." They get him, and then they totally change their offense. They, you know, they say we're going to build around this guy. He has one blow-up game against, ironically, Illinois in COVID year 2020, and he's been dog shit ever since. And the program has not has struggled since then. They've had good defenses last year. They had a good defense, but. They, they were been abysmal on offense, like negative, negative on offense. They haven't had the running backs. They haven't had the right. lineman talent because they said, you know what? We have the we have the quarterback. We don't need all that shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like they've said that. And the ship went down with with Graham Mertz, unfortunately. And it's sad to say, but um, ultimately, he's the reason he's fired. Yeah, that is tough. 
that's tough. But it's, it's the nature of the beast. I mean, where do they go from here? Where does he go from here? I think it's I think it's ironic that also he loses to Brett Bielema at Illinois, who left Wisconsin years ago yeah. to go to Arkansas. I mean, Brett Bielema no. was the guy that kind of started the train with the J.J. Watts and, you know, the Russell Wilsons. Like, those were his teams. I mean, fuck. Brett Bielema, come back over. It's, it's not him. It's where college game day is going this week. You're going to go back to the Lance Leipold. Leipold. Yeah. Leipold. Leipold has Wisconsin ties. He's from Wisconsin. He coached there. Mm-hmm. I think they did it to get Leipold. I think there's only, they, they had to have someone in mind if they're going to fire a guy midseason. It's all about timing. It's all about timing. You know, and it, it's, it's all about timing. You know, you, you kind of, I, I think that the interim coach has a really good shot. You know, he's the D coordinator the last couple of years, Jim Leonard. So I think this is also a good trial run for him. They're, yeah. they're giving him a long extended time to see if he could be the guy there. So you have that option. But yes, um, Leipold and Leipold is going to be in the conversation for every head coaching job. Right. Just kind of like how, you know, um, our guy at Cincinnati, who I can't think of for Fickle. some reason, Fickle, just like Fickle was last year. You know, yeah. you're going to have those elite coaches or the, you know, the hot coaches are going to be in every conversation. So um, and that's fair. He's from Wisconsin. So. It, that's very possible too, but um, the timing is tough considering you know Kansas is on such a heater, kind of like Cincinnati was last year. So um, it'll be interesting to see. But I just think it's funny that the Bielema thing is like, hey, I was very successful there. Now I'm in Illinois. I'll leave for fucking Wisconsin tomorrow. That's nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just weird, and it's just weirdly ironic that that happened. I mean, I don't know if it happens. I mean, obviously we'll get into coaching carousel. I think we have like five openings now. Obviously, the elite ones being Wisconsin and Nebraska. Right. Then you got Colorado's coach got fired over the weekend. Who cares? Um, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. ASU. ASU. Yeah. So, but again, Wisconsin, Nebraska, the headlining jobs, which job in your mind is higher profile? Right now, Wisconsin, but the ceiling's higher in Nebraska. Really? Yeah. I think when Nebraska is like, Elite, elite. I think they're as big as almost anyone. Like, they're, you know, same level as Oklahoma, mm-hmm. potentially. Well, at one time, yeah. Yeah, I don't think Wisconsin has. Well, that here's the problem. Bad. Do you do you, and does a coach look at okay, brand recognition probably leans Nebraska, like national brand recognition, right? But recent success versus old success. That's what it comes down to right now. Wisconsin again, four years ago is a Rose Bowl team. You know, you know, they've they've won Rose Bowls. They've been in the Rose Bowls like they have that success. You know, they have that track record very recently. However, the flip side, Nebraska, you have national championships in the 90s and early 2000s. I mean, I was a Eric Crouch fan for uh, Nebraska when they played Miami and they lost in that national championship game. You know, so those teams were good. So it's just hard to, you know, determine like, let's say Leipold has his option, Wisconsin or Nebraska. You know, I think it's Wisconsin ties taking Wisconsin. Where do you where do you win? That's what it comes down to. Where can you win? I think where you do win you win faster at Wisconsin? Probably. You win faster at Wisconsin, but if you can find a way to just be like decent, till you can get to that. Well, kind of like what Kansas is doing, right? I mean, Kansas wasn't yeah. good last year, but they won like two games last year and they beat Texas, and you know they kind of figured it out, and now he's kind of on a roll. You know, he's built but, it that yeah. kind of that process yeah but also like kansas had no expectations like these other schools are gonna have high expectations oh from, yeah from the very beginning oh yeah so 
that's a little bit different. And that's the and that's the hard part with Nebraska is they were extremely patient with Scott Frost. Yes, they like they were very patient with Scott Frost to the point where it was like it was painfully patient. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough question. I don't know if there's a right answer. Which which is a better I think, job? I think they're like neck and neck. I think these are yeah. two very similar programs in a weird way because, again, the recent success somewhat outweighs the national success. However, I think you're right in the sense that, you know, if you're very, very, if you're a national, you know, you're scratched on the door of a playoff at Nebraska, like that means something. Yes. You know, that means something to a coach, to, you know, that fan base. Because, again, you think about what's in Nebraska besides Nebraska. Same with Wisconsin, though. No. Packers, Brewers, Bucks. These are national yeah. teams. These are big deals. But was, well, I would say University of Wisconsin is bigger than the Bucks and the Brewers. Like yeah. they love, okay, but they're still paying second fiddle to the Packers. That's fair. Nebraska, Nebraska, there isn't even a pull in any direction. Right. I think that's the difference there too. So you have that. But I don't think that really matters in the sense of college football. I think it matters in the fact that there's they're not competing with another college football team for recruiting in their state. Which I think is big for both teams. Yeah, um, and they're both very well recognizable brands that have had success. Yeah, Wisconsin also has you know the North, you know the Midwest North right there has extremely high talented, high level offensive linemen, which has been obvious and that's been part of Wisconsin's recruiting brand there. Right. It just depends on what you want. You know, I think honestly, like in the grand scheme of college football, like they're both right in that fifteen to twenty five range. You know, arguably high end, low end, depending on who you are. I think they're both kind of in that range. It's tough to really determine. You know, if you were to break it down piece by piece, ultimately, I think I land on. <sighs> Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> I don't think there's a right answer. I don't. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but I think there's a higher standard. Probably a good pull to put out. Yeah, we'll put probably that a good out. pull to put out. We'll put that out this week. Speaking of Lance Leipold, we uh, see why I talked about it a little bit, but Kansas, they ranked them. So, fuck about which is time. awesome. Um, they threw a nineteen at him too. They didn't put him like awesome. twenty three. Yeah, they didn't. They gave him in the top twenty, which is great. Hell so, yeah. um, top twenty ranked Kansas. It's been a while since we said that they're Jesus. number nineteen ranked. And college game day is coming, which is awesome. I'm nice. super excited about that. Obviously, I love college game day. So they should have a good crowd, good atmosphere, and um, some good stories, which is always fantastic. You know, and they're going to play. You know, TCU, who's number seventeen, and again another team that good football team. You know, is a good football team, and they're undefeated right now too. So I think this is incredibly deserving for both teams to get this national spotlight. And I couldn't be fired more fired up for Kansas. Yeah, it's going to be electric atmosphere. I think we talked about it before when they went to App State. You love to see those schools who don't get game day a lot, how they show out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be fucking electric. And they get the atmosphere with basketball, so you know they had the fans for it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun game. Um, Remember a few years back when they went to a Washington State? That was awesome. Yeah, They went to was. Pullman, and, like, they have the Washington State flag at every yeah. single game day, and, like, they Old finally Kingston. went there, and, like, that was sweet. Going back to this game last week when Kansas beat Iowa State, was that the Nebraska Bowl? What's that? Last week's game, yeah, was at the Nebraska Bowl. Oh, for who gets the Nebraska job? Yeah, two coaches that have been in the mix a lot. They talked about. I mean, obviously now Wisconsin job throws a wrench into things, but yeah. Would you say? I don't know. Um, I don't really know, to be honest with you. I personally, you know, I've been a Matt Campbell guy for a while, so um, I would take Matt Campbell over Lance Leipold personally, um, because again. Like, we've seen Kansas be a good team t- this year, but, like, do we really think they're going to be, like, 
Fiesta Bowl good. Like we saw like Matt Campbell's taken his team to like multiple Big 12 championship yeah. games. You know what I mean? Like I think that's really what I pride it on is like Well, Leipold could get Wisconsin and Campbell could get Nebraska. Maybe. Maybe. Those are two good coaches, I think. Those right? are two great coaches. Yeah, I think they're I both they're both fine. I'm going to be sad to see them leave those programs because you know I know. They've done a lot for those programs and good for them. The truth is Campbell should have left. Yeah. Already. Yeah, I agree. But he you know it's obvious he's not leaving just for any job. Right. He's so he, he's going to want he's, he's got destinations in mind. Maybe Nebraska's one of them. Maybe Wisconsin, one of them. We'll see. So but good point. And it turned out Nebraska it turned out Kansas won that game. So I know, which is funny. I know. Um, moving on to the other games that we saw last week. We, t- we talked about it last episode, but Oklahoma gets absolutely crushed by TCU this last week. We talked about it a little bit before um, going into kind of, you know, how college football is shaping out. We've seen three top 10 teams preseason already fall out of the ranking altogether yeah oklahoma notre dame and texas a&m so the question is just to start who is i wouldn't say the most disappointing but okay let's just start there who's the most disappointing in your mind Ooh, um it's a tough question i i don't think it's texas a&m because we were warned preseason that they have the the best recruiting class coming in, so it's like give them a year. But they've been they've been disappointing. But we kind of expected this from them. Notre Dame, new quarterback, new head coach. We knew they had a good defense. They've been disappointing, but you kind of throw them a bone with the new head coach, but underperforming regardless. So I think the answer is Oklahoma. It's a new head coach and a new quarterback. But it's regarded as the best coordinator in college football. It's a quarterback that has done it before and had success. And now they just look really bad the last two weeks. And there might be some recency bias with this. um, But I think the most disappointing so far to me is Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm incredibly disappointed with what we've seen from Notre Dame. So I shouldn't say that, but... um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on you know Texas A&M being incredibly disappointing. The fact that there there's been such high expectations for this program the last three years, like from yeah. the COVID year. Yeah. You know, even the COVID year, right. they we thought or everyone thought that they were so good that year, and they got fucking crushed by you know Alabama, and they still thought that they were deserving to be in the playoff, and because just because they beat everyone else. But you know, COVID year was obviously incredibly different. But outside of that year, Jimbo has done nothing but fail there. And I know that's really harsh to say, but I think it's kind of the truth at this point to the point where, you know, you, you've paid this guy, you know, I think 90 plus million dollars to be here million? and okay, great. You beat Alabama last year. Right. So fucking what, you know, Bama still went to the national championship. You didn't, you know what I mean? Like, and they they get continuously ranked top 10 and people think that they're this like juggernaut program, but in reality, they're not even as good as, you know, as far as a program goes. Like, why are they, why do we think they're a better program than a Arkansas right now? Why do we think they're a better program than, I mean, yeah, they beat Arkansas, but like as far as a program nationally goes, but like, are they a better program than Mississippi State? Are they a better program the than same. than Florida State? They're you know, the same program. Exactly. They're like, the they're really not, you know, we talk about the top 10 programs right now. I, there's no way in hell I'm saying Texas a and is a top 10 program now. I'd still say Oklahoma is. And Notre Dame, even regardless of their losses this year. 
That's fair. I mean, it, it is fair. And I was on the Texas A&M hype train, and they look like shit. Get off it, man. But but I mean, I I still think there's there's like a bright a brighter future for this team than the other two. But how long have we been saying that at Texas A&M? I yeah, think that's this, my problem. But this is the first time they've had the number one recruiting class. They've never had number one. They've been up there. But never, like, I'm never sorry, number they one. They've been up there. But number one's a whole different animal. Let them see how those guys do. I, I don't know. They're, they've I, been they've up been there disappointing. for a while. They've been disappointing this year. But I'm willing to say Oklahoma's been the most disappointing team of the three so far. All right, fine. We're going to get into a little would you rather program-wise. Who would you rather be moving forward? So I'm going to throw a couple teams at UCY. You can throw a couple at me if you'd like to, if you have any on the top of your head. All right. Um, but I'm going to start Notre Dame, Texas A&M. I would rather be Texas A&M just because of the recruiting class going forward. Um, Notre Dame's and, recruiting class. Yeah, it's dropping off a little bit. They're losing some recruits. A little bit. Um, they had the number one recruiting class, and I think they're number, they're top five in the next year's class. So I'd have to go with AM for that strict purpose. Um, questions about Marcus Freeman still, I think, which is fair to say. Um, and offensively, you know, what are they going to do to get better? I think the defense is always going to be good under Marcus Freeman. Um, but offensively, you know, we just haven't seen much from Notre Dame. We haven't seen anything from Texas A&M either. I understand that. Um, the difference is, is Texas A&M has five star on the bench that they love. Some freshman kid that's supposed to be the real deal. So, But where we'll is see. he? Yeah, we'll see how he, where how is he? he turns out. Because you need to um, fucking play him. Figure it out. Jimbo's questionable as well. Jimbo's look bad this year. Um, it doesn't look like that, that hire is going to pay dividends for them. So, um, But I, I would say I would rather be Texas A&M just solely based on the recruiting class going forward. Is there a re- is there real questions on Jimbo Fisher? Yes. Yeah, like they're not gonna fire Man. him. They won't fire him, but I think I think he honestly, like this year's already toast, obviously. If he has another bad year, I think he yeah. should be fired. Yeah, yes. Like I, and I didn't and I never thought I'd say that about Jimbo Fisher because I do think he's a good football coach, but just went just when. Right. That's my problem. When? Because again, you have the number one recruiting class from last season, but in today's era of transfer portal, how many of those players do you think leave? Oh, a ton. Exactly. A ton. So, like, why do we actually think that, like, next year's team will be better? I, I can't well, bank on Well, those young that. guys are older. You know, and you got, that takes... But a, they're leaving. That's the point. They're going to leave. I don't think they're going to leave. You just leave. said a ton. I, if they fired them, I thought that's... Like, oh, no, no, no. I'm saying, like, just in general from no, this season. No, I, I don't. I think they're making a lot of money. <laughs> They'll make money everywhere, Not though. Like I'm sorry. That money's make, like, They'll make money anywhere. I don't think a lot of them leave. I, I Okay, fine. Um... Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma trading conferences, Oklahoma State staying. What Oklahoma. Okay. You go to the SEC, you know, no matter, even though they've obviously who the better program is right now is Oklahoma State, I think the money in the I, mean, I think Oklahoma's still a better program. Like this, this year. They're the better team is Oklahoma State this year. Yeah, okay. That's a better way to put it. Uh, but Oklahoma going forward, going to the SEC, that money's going to get crazier. I think they're going to recruit at a high level still. I think Oklahoma's the team to beat going forward. Is there any value to you in the sense that Oklahoma State, for all intents and purposes to this point, will be the best team in the Big 12? Like year in and year out, probably going forward. Does that make you think, okay, wait a minute, Oklahoma's going to have to compete a lot more. Oklahoma State should take care of business and make the playoff every year. No. And like, think about it. Recruits, do I want to go to Oklahoma where I maybe make a playoff to where I have a better chance probably now 
Whereas before, it was very obvious Oklahoma had a better chance I, to where now Oklahoma State might. I don't think Oklahoma State's going to be that team that just runs the Big 12 for the next 10 years. But who's really going to compete in the Big 12 with them? I Baylor? Baylor's going to be good enough. I think yeah. TCU's proven that they have they have something good going there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Texas Tech is going to be better. I think Texas Tech, has they found their coach. So I don't think it's just a shoe fire, you know, Oklahoma State and everyone else. So, and you look at it, I think Oklahoma State's peak is kind of what they're at now as a program. We saw Oklahoma Oklahoma's peak is Oklahoma's a playoff team when they're when they're rolling and an elite elite team with the Heisman every year. So I think the upside for Oklahoma we've seen is just higher than Oklahoma State, and I like Oklahoma State a lot. I just for a, a program standpoint, I would say um, Oklahoma. Okay, Florida State, Utah. That's so random. I know. I just two comparables. Florida State. Okay. Florida State is just the brand. You know, Utah is a lot more new with their success. Where Florida State, it, their success, don't get me wrong, is new for the compared to years past. But the brand of Florida State is so big. I think Florida State is just a bigger branded program. Yeah, but the question is, I mean, going forward, right? Yeah, going forward, do you are you confident that Florida State is going to continue? I mean, they're four yeah. and one right now. You think yeah. they're going to be a good program with? Um, they're not as good as Utah this year. Right, I, so that's the question is, you know, in five years, who right. would you rather be? I think Let's Florida just make State. it more specific. In five years, who would you rather yeah, be? Yeah, Florida State. All right. Yeah. The rest of this year, Utah, no doubt. Okay. Oregon and Wisconsin. Oregon. Um, I think that's a tough one. It's not easy. I think, obviously, with Wisconsin, if you get the right hire, you obviously can win there. You know, and you can compete with the with the Ohio states there. So that's why if you get that higher, right, you know, you can do it. I don't know if you know, think, Oregon's, you know, they've, it's been Oregon and Wisconsin and Rose bowls before. So it's yeah, not like Oregon's far off. I think a couple, a couple of factors go into this one. I think Oregon found their coach already. I think Dan Lanning is a good coach, but I think in five years, let's say in three years, Dan Lanning is successful. I think he jumps ship. I think he goes to in, Auburn. In, I mean, I'm not saying probably not this year, but, but in three years, Wisconsin could be Nebraska. Very possible. That I mean, you know what I mean? That's, you take that risk. Yeah, you yeah. So Do you think Oregon's a more sure bet right now? Yeah, especially, you know, SC UCLA are leaving the pack, so it's two less teams you gotta compete with. Um Oregon might be making the jump to the Big Ten too. We don't know that yet, but um True. I, I I think Oregon. I think Oregon's program wanna be at. All right. Nebraska, Michigan State. Ooh, fuck. I'm gonna say Nebraska. So you're taking the bet. Yeah. You're taking the, the gonna, unknown there rather yeah. than the one before. Well, I, I believe in, you know, Dan Lanning more than I do with Mel, Mel Tucker. Tucker. Okay. As far as right now it goes. But I think that's close. I'm, we're hard on Mel Tucker, and he's, they look like shit. They're last. fucking terrible this They're year. Terrible. We're not hard enough on him. I'm very hard on him Ooh. right now. These, you pay that. You pay him. I know. $100 million, 90-something, and this is the product on the field. I'm sorry. You have to be held accountable for that. Like, it's bad. That's why I'm taking Nebraska. I'm taking. Nebraska. I agree. I think Nebraska in that one. I don't think I said the one before, but um, I'll probably take Oregon too. I take Utah in the one before that. I know I haven't been saying them too okay. much. Um, Oregon State and Iowa. Fuck, Iowa. I think Iowa because Iowa is a destination for someone who's from Iowa. Good point. Oregon State's a destination uh, for no one. Yeah, Oregon State is like a. You do well, Oregon for State. For baseball. <laughs> yeah, you do well, Oregon State, you're going to jump ship and go somewhere bigger. Maybe. Someone's going to stay at Iowa for a lot longer. Yeah. Um, and for that reason. And they've had more success 
in the past, you know, 10 years. But it's going to be interesting because uh, what's the coach's name, Iowa? Ferentz. Keith Ferentz. His kid is a fucking dumpster fire. Well, he's the offensive coordinator. So what do they do? Probably going to take over. Yeah, that's what I mean. So uh, that's that's interesting. The next five years we talk about. So Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, I'm taking Iowa too just because of the consistency. Again, like you talked about, there are people that want to go there. I think that does happen pretty regularly there. And I think like you get, we talked about Bama earlier, you know, they get some elite talent and they get consistent talent there, you know, where you get Kittle, you get Hawkinson, you get, um, Jair Alexander. Was he Iowa or is he Louisville? Louisville. He's Louisville. Um, there's another corner that they had in the past. It was Mike Hughes was an Iowa guy before, um, who turned out not to be that great in the NFL, but he was really good there. Desmond, uh, King was their nickel corner in Iowa. Like they do get those elite guys. Um, obviously Linderbaum, you know, you get offensive lineman talent there. So, um, obviously it's the consistency there at Iowa, which is impressive. It's never, but the problem is it's never elite elite, you know, and Oregon state's not though, but we've seen a a good trend up. Yeah. I think their coach is doing a great job. Yeah. Here's a tough one for you. Miami or Tennessee. Miami, Miami. I mean, um, I don't think Tennessee's ever going to be the class of the sec. They haven't sh- proven to be in the last lifetime of ours. Yeah. Uh, Miami has proven that you're Miami and you're good. It's fucking electric. Yeah. It's electric. I mean, Tennessee, the better team this year. Yes. But in five years, I think Crystal Ball is going to get those boys rolling. Yeah. Give me Miami. Yeah. I'm, pr- I'm pretty close on that one too. I-, I think it's tough because where you said you don't think Tennessee can be it. I mean, I think Hypel is slowly becoming one of the better coaches in college football. I agree, and I think the mo- there's more money there. Like, you know what's funny? Now, Miami's got a ton of booster money in Miami. Yeah. I was watching something on one of the boosters that just throws money at Miami players. But anyway, um, not not in the 2000s, but now. Legit. <laughs> but um, the... I think there's an argument to be made. It's funny is because obviously UCF was like a weird feeder program from like, if you're a successful coach there, you're going to get a good offer. Right. And that was Scott Frost in Nebraska. And it's been hypo to Tennessee. And we've seen the differences between the two, obviously. And it turned out that hypo was the better hire. Right. And it was not a good hire, not a popular hire at the time when they got him no, they to Tennessee. Like I didn't really love it either. I thought it was really strange considering some of the names that were out there at the time. Um, Where'd he come from again? UCF. That's right. Yeah, both skews right after Scott Frost. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that's why. And it turned out he was the better hire and yeah. the better coach. So, but I I have this thing. I, I think I think Tennessee's pretty good. I do. Like, and even They're as really a, good. No, they are really good this year. But I think like I think he's good. And like I don't think it's sustainable is what you're saying. I think it is. I think he's kind of the guy there, man. Yeah. And I, I think it's impressive. However, I think Cristobal could take Miami like places big time. But also, like, I, I believe in Cristobal more, but I believe in Hypo. Like, I think Hypo could fuck around and do really well in the SEC. The I do. question that goes along with that is would you rather compete against Clemson or Georgia for the next five years? I know, I know Kirby's staying there. You know, you, you, Dabble's, Dabble's probably he just staying that there. Extension. Unless he's going to Alabama. But he just signed that extension. He ain't leaving. Yeah. That's a well, factor. it's not even just georgia it's also alabama too though it is but it isn't though like, you know because if you get by georgia you have to play bama that's how it works yeah but if you're in the sec championship that's pretty much so you're saying if you beat georgia you're probably going to beat bama no i'm just saying like you've you've done enough like 
how long was Georgia elite for when they haven't got Bama beat Bama? They would just go to the SEC championship every year. 45 years ish. Yeah, it's like Kirby's been there. Yeah, you're from. You're an elite program. You get to that point. Just getting there is what I'm saying. You just got to beat Georgia. Like you got to, I mean, which is easier said than done. But if you run the East, you're elite. Right. And if you, but if you run the ACC, you're elite too. We've, you know, Clemson's proven that. No, and that's what I'm saying. But you're saying they have to go beat Bama too. They don't have to beat Bama. They don't need to beat Bama. They just got to beat, they got to win the East. But I mean, you're, we're talking about two different elites. I mean, if if they beat Georgia, you do have to play Bama to get. I mean, maybe not to get the playoff, but to win a national championship, you still do. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, but my, I'm saying the road is easier at Miami in the sense if you beat Clemson, you're pretty much in the playoff at that point. If you beat yeah. Georgia, you still have to beat Bama to get to the playoff for sure. Yeah, or more than likely, let's say. I think it's pretty similar. I think I think it's a lot. Like, I'd rather be Miami because I do really like Crystal Ball. You know, I'm gonna take the shot there. But I do think Hypole in Tennessee, I think, I think they're a sneaky program I think it's moving forward. To recruit at Miami too. Yeah. He, he he's had some good classes. People want to go there. But I think Hypole's scheme and everything, people like it. Yeah. And I think Hendon Hooker, you know, is a guy that transferred out of Virginia Tech. And, you know, they didn't really like him there and he wasn't as successful. And Hypole's turned him into shit, a top five quarterback in college football this year. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. he's not top five, he's top eight. He's been really good. All right. Last one. Texas or Michigan? Oh, horns up, baby. Uh, this one should this one should be closer than you just saying horns up like that, though. I don't think so. Well, then again, you have Arch Manning. Yeah. I th- I you get Arch for one. five years or you get for three years after this? Yeah. So you, you're telling me you get but in but, five years. But you're going to take over that over the known of Michigan made the playoff last year. One year. In the conversation. It was a one-year You're year telling span. me they're not in the conversation this year? They are so far, but it's, I mean, it's not like you're saying Ohio State or Texas. You're saying Michigan, who's been good one year, maybe now two. Okay, first of all, they have not only been good one year. They were good in previous years. They were okay. They were not playoff good. But they were good. They weren't even close to that. Though. Devin Bush, when he was there, those teams were really good. Getting fucking throttled by Ohio State. That was like their only loss sometimes, though. But still, it didn't matter, though. Like, that's their season. But Texas is... They they weren't even fucking bowl eligible well, last look year. Look at the upside for Texas. They lost, they lost to fucking Texas Tech this year. You get, you're telling me you get Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning for four of the I'm just five. saying they still haven't even proved it at all. Who are you taking? Yeah. Yeah. Horns. Horns. But think, you know, SEC, Big Ten, that's obviously a factor, too. Yeah. The Big Ten's obviously expanding with USC and UCLA, so that's a big move, too. Um, it's not even close to me. Austin is an elite college football town. Who's the better coach? I mean, Harbaugh right now. Harbaugh for I'm not sure. sold on Harbaugh. What do you need? What do you need? They almost fired him last year. Like they didn't almost fire him. He almost left. Going, they were going to fire him if he had a bad year last year. They yeah, were going their COVID, to. Their COVID dust year his was ass. bad. Agreed. Their COVID year was bad. They were talking about firing him going into yeah. last season. No, they were. And then, hey, winning cures all sin. Oh, it does, but it's not like he's an elite elite coach. I don't think. I think he's a good. He's coach. for sure elite. He's a good coach. He's a great coach. I mean, I don't know. Look, we did Stanford. Yeah, he was good there. He's a Rose Bowl champion at Stanford, but he also had Andrew Luck. Yeah, I mean that's how you win—you get recruits. I mean, we'll Look see. Look what Texas has. We'll see. 
Like I said, it's just completely more unproven to me at Texas. It is. You know, it's it's exactly what we talked about before. Are you going to take the shot or are you going to take what you know? That one's a little more, like, you kind of know what you got in Queen Ewers. You know what you got with Queen Ewers, but yeah. I still don't think you know exactly what you got with Arch Manning. That's fine, but you still got Quinn Ewers. Okay. All right, fine. Any other matchups you think on that? No, that's Those good. Are pretty good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, Did you like that? Yeah. It was good. I would. Yeah, I don't know if there's any other ones I'd throw in there. What about Bama, Georgia? Five years. Saving still alive, then yeah. Bama. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, another one that kind of snuck by that I thought was really funny Ryan Day and Greg Shiana get into it on oh, the field. Shit. So. Ohio State's win. I think it's 49-10. Ohio yeah. State's blowing out Rutgers as they do. Ohio State's punting. It's like fourth and five. And Ohio State's punter seems to go rogue. We, we were pretty confident at this point that this was not a plan yeah. by Ryan Day. He does the rugby style, run to the side, three steps, season opening, runs for a first down. Now, Rutgers' fucking kick returner comes out of nowhere and completely lays the fuck out of the punter, which was awesome. Yeah. And completely deserved, in my yes. opinion. Um, lays him the fuck out on Ohio State sideline. Bench is pretty much clear at that point. Um, a complete skirmish. Meanwhile, Greg Schiano comes from the fucking Rutgers sideline and gets in the face of Ryan Day. Full on cussing him out. Fingers are being pointed. Fuck you. You know, the whole fucking nine. And it was fucking awesome. I love that. Wanted to, he was going to rip his face off. I love, yeah. For some reason, I can't stand Ryan Day. Yeah, you do hate Ryan Day. I just don't, I, I'm not impressed. A lot of beard dye. Very dark, dark beard. Yeah, and hair. But anyway, I think Greg Shiano would beat the fuck out of Ryan Day. He would beat the absolute fuck out of him. Yeah, and I, and I think it was awesome too because they these two were also colleagues at one point, Ohio State. And it was completely disrespectful. But yeah, again. It was, it was Bush. Again, it's the punter, and we we all assume at this point that the punter acted rogue. How pissed do you think Ryan Day is at the punter that he almost got his ass kicked? <laughs> he almost got him. embarrassed. <laughs> He's probably undressing the punter, saying, "I almost got my ass beat because of your dumb ass." Because you're fucking. You almost got me jackassery, yeah. By this fucking Jersey boy. Yeah, no, I love that, and that fired me the fuck up. So, um, but I thought that was good to see in college football. But my question for you and. Um, made me think, obviously, because we think Greg Shiano beat the fuck out of Ryan Day. What is a dream coaching fight matchup for you, NFL or college? Ooh, NFL or college. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, Vrabel versus Dan Campbell. That was the exact one I had in my head. That's, that's that, an, that could honestly main event a pay-per-view. That'd be nasty. That would be a fucking brawl. Can I cross? Yeah, cross cross uh, college NFL. You know who comes to my hand? Um... Head coach of the Bills. Uh Sean McDermott. McDermott. Yeah. Against Dave Aranda. Oh, I never I didn't think about Aranda. Aranda looks scary. And Sean McDermott's not a big guy either. So big time wrestler though. Yeah, I know he's a wrestler. He's but a Aranda's wrestler. nasty. I know. Aranda's a fucking dog. That's like a middleweight fight. Yeah. Not welterweight. Welterweight. Just does Dave Aranda look like Robbie Lawler? <laughs> yeah. He I does. think he kind of looks like Robbie Lawler, is- actually. Now I think about it. That's a good one. Um, guy I wouldn't want to fuck with, Mario Cristobal. Yeah, he probably He's, has some big-ass bear paws. Cuban, Cuban-American Navy Fuck. SEAL, for sure. Yeah, that's... He would fuck you up. And he's yeah. a lineman coach. You know he's fucking nasty. Um, give me him versus, like, Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. 
He'd kill Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald's a fucking big dude, too. Yeah, I think he'd kill him, though. I'm just going to say it. Marcus Freeman. Young, in shape. You're telling me he can't fucking scrap? Well, who's, who's the matchup? Who's he? Fighting? I'm just saying. Oh, just he can fucking there. fight. For sure, that. hot wife, hammer. We don't know if he can fight. Well, I don't know if any of these coaches can fight. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, who's a good one? Like, college. He'd, be, he'd beat Lincoln Riley's ass for sure. Yeah, Lincoln Riley's soft. What about Saban versus Belichick? I think Saban wins that. That's a good one, though. Yeah. Saban is... They're, I mean, obviously, they're both incredibly competitive, I'm sure, and they both want to fucking win. But I think Saban takes care of himself. Who's, who do you think... They won? also say Saban's a really good basketball player. Who do you think won the hardball fights? Oh, brothers? Yeah. Oh, Jim. Jim's the big brother. Yeah, I think like, he's to beat the fucking... Yeah, ball. like, he's the NFL quarterback. Like, <laughs> yeah. John's, like, a fucking nobody scrub to him. You know what I mean? Like, Jim's the fucking guy, for sure, in that matchup. Yeah. I Mike mean, Tomlin, probably, honestly. I know you hate to say it, but... Oh, yeah, he's like young. Yeah, I'm sure he could fucking throw down. Like him or McVay, who wins that fight? Who? Tomlin or Tomlin beat the fuck out of you Sean McVay. You think McVay's soft? Yes. Shanahan beat the fuck out of McVay, and he does. Zach Taylor might be able to beat the fuck out of Sean McVay. Well, fucking Zach Taylor playing the league, those other two Yahoo's did True. True. Yeah, those... Zach Taylor's probably a big guy. We just don't think he is. He's 6'4". Yeah, that's a big dude. Yeah, he's a big dude. I mean, that's an interesting question. I keep like trying to find like some good matchups. About fat ones. So you got Sam Pittman at Arkansas. I'm trying to find a good one for Sam. Brett Bielema's a fucking fat fuck at Illinois. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good fight. That'd be a good fight. That'd be a funny. I'm sure fight. Bielema should win that. Bielema's got to get that done. Like Kirby or Ryan Day. Kirby Smart. Oh, Kirby Smart beat the fuck out of him, too. Really? Kirby I don't believe Ryan Day. No, Kirby Smart was... He, I don't know if he played in the league, but he played at Georgia. He was a safety. I mean, there's a... I'm sure he would. Kirby's intense, too. Kirby's yeah. always fucking screaming on the sideline. I think Kirby wins that for sure. Dabo or Urban Meyer? I know we talked about this last week, but <laughs> I'm off Dabo. I'm off I think too. I think he's soft. Yeah. I think Urban's going to take that. But I don't think Urban wins a lot of fights, though. But I, I think he wins that one. Urban's just way too, like, cocky, suave. You know what I mean? That's my problem with him. Oh, fuck. Uh, Whittingham at Utah? Nasty. Fuck yeah. Put him against Shiano. That's a fucking brawl right there. Yeah, that's a good fight. That's a good fight. That's a great fight. Shiano, <laughs> Rutgers, and him. Yeah. That's a main card fight. Oh, Probably co-main. That might that'll headline a fight night for sure. <laughs> yeah. Put that one in like uh you can put it in Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Atlantic City. That's a nasty fight. Put it in Atlantic City. I actually love that fight. Holy shit. <laughs> I, this is getting out of control. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, I think that's I, I don't really But Vrabel Dan Campbell though. That, like yeah, that's, that's heavyweight. That's in Ganu Jones. That's big time. Those are the Who big wins? boys. <laughs> Who do you think I'm picking? Yeah, Dan can. Campbell. Yeah. Dan Campbell, ground and pound. By burpees. I think he's bigger. I think he's, he's just big. Bigger. Yeah, he's a well, I mean, Dan Campbell's a tight end. Vrabel's a linebacker. Yeah, he's going to go ahead up so the it's, time. Yeah, it's not like they're exactly, you know, a big disadvantage on either one. But yeah, those are for sure 1A and 1B, toughest coaches in the NFL for sure. Fuck. Yeah, that'd be fun to watch. I do like Whittingham and Shiano, though. That's a really fucking <laughs> That's a good, good fight. That's a good fight. That's a really fucking good, good fight. fight. I do like that one. All right. Let's transition back into the NFL here. 
Tua controversy. Obviously, we talked touched on it a little bit last episode. Um, we already talked about how long we think he's gonna be out, but the doctor gets fired. Yeah, we mentioned that. But I mean, and then they're gonna be implementing new rules. Basically, essentially, that is if a, if a referee sees that you are in somehow dazed or confused or wobbled or having concussion-like symptoms, they can pull you from the game immediately. This is something that they've implemented at the high school level, even when I was playing, and I don't know if the college level has officially implemented this, but this is something that's gone around before. So what do you think about this? I I think the NFL is doing as much damage control as they can yeah. for the for the Dolphins fucking up this situation. <laughs> Um, I bet you there's memos being sent out all week. They're going to be extra cautious. Imagine being a team doctor right now. It's the worst. Your fucking stress level through the roof. Yeah, like an independent neurosurgeon, whatever the guys are that are on the sideline. Are just, and then the tweets just bashing them. And I feel bad for athletic trainers because those guys work their ass off. Oh, they all do, you know, and I don't. And I think athletic trainers do have the best in mind for. Um, these players yeah and again it's not like the Dolphins guy was like you know what I want to put this guy in risk or anything like that you know it's just he cleared his concussion protocols so he played him. which they I guess was fucked up apparently the protocols they put him through came out that's why he got fired and the NFLPA is you know upset about that um, I think we're going to see a very timid um, group of trainers and doctors where you're going to see guys who might take a big hit and then be fine, but they're going to be out. If it's too big of a hit, they're just going to pull them out. You know, it might have no symptoms at all, but if it looks bad, they're going to pull them out. Guy says he has a slight headache, and it's not even say anything. I mean, they're going to see a guy go across the middle and get hit hard, helmet to helmet, and it's a flag, and they're just going to pull him out. Yeah, you know? I don't. And with the rule with the referee, I don't think that'll happen much. But I do agree yeah. with what you're saying. Yeah, like. A referee isn't going to really put that. I don't think so in their own hands often, but I do think that like that's a can of worms for a referee to go down. And again, it's a very that to a situation that happened. That's a very isolated incident. How many times have we actually seen that in the right. NFL? Very rarely, for the most part. So, but I do think yes, like more likely what your situation is, trainers, um, doctors, team doctors. They're I would be on edge right now. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, you don't want to be that guy right now that plays the next Tua Tagovailoa out there and then he gets another concussion. Yeah, exactly. And again, like, with the concussion, like, the Bengals player is just so fucking dirty for swinging him down like that. Shut the fuck up. No, but in all seriousness, <laughs> like, the whiplash that he he experienced and, like, that yeah. head beating, like, let's just take away the concussion last week. That probably would have given him an individual concussion on itself, you know? Oh, 100%. So that's why, like... I'm not saying it sucks that it happened that way, but like it is tough because then he very well was on his way to playing that game. No problem. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was, I mean, he, he took hits and he was fine. It's a shitty situation. It's a bad, bad look and it's a bad it's situation. A bad, it's a bad look. For I sure. mean, it might be to the extent, I mean, of the targeting rule in college football. I hope I, that's the worst rule in sports, but I mean, tell me it's not, I mean, no, we don't I mean, know. So they're definitely going to be very cautious moving forward. Does much else change? I don't know, but you hope for the safety of these guys. I mean, you get one brain. Let's not fuck it up too bad. <laughs> um, we talked a little bit about the Packers and the Rams last week. Who are you more concerned about moving forward? Rams. And I mentioned it on the last episode. I think the Rams have very big problems. I think Stafford's a problem. You think Stafford's a problem? Yeah, I don't think. I mean, look at it. Look at me. You know, turnovers he's had just this season compared to touchdowns. They didn't score last night a touchdown. 
um, or Monday night. Yeah, I I don't know. There's the offensive scheme seems to be going through Cooper Cup only. They have no run game. Um, they're missing Odell big time. The Packers haven't looked great, but the Packers have an elite defense, um, and I think they're going to figure it out because they got two really good running backs. I, I don't know. I think both teams. I don't know. I don't. I'm not buying the Rams. I'm. I'm I've been off them. I've been off them all year. So, um, I'm saying the Packers are a better situation. Yeah, I agree. I think the Packers are in a better situation, but I do think these teams are. I think they're both in trouble. I really do. Really. Like, I touched on a little bit with the Packers. They are who they are. I think at this point, which is scary because they have Aaron Rodgers. They have Aaron Jones. They have Bakhtiari. Like, what is wrong? And it's obviously the weapons right now. You know, they just don't have those elite weapons. They don't have Devontae Adams anymore. And Rodgers is, he needs to realize that he needs to do more, I think, to where he wasn't, I mean, it's hard to say, but I, I think he needs to understand that he just doesn't have that guy anymore, that he needs to be smarter with the football and just say, you know, I know Devontae is going to be there. I need to look at matchups. I need to figure out things that I didn't have to think about before, honestly. And I'm concerned about both teams in short. Do they I really both am. make the playoffs? The Packers do because their division is yeah, the division isn't great. I think the Rams do too. Yeah. But I don't I think I'd lean with you there. I yeah, I think they both do, but it's not uh it's not easy for the Rams. But I think I think the Rams, again with the 49ers, Cardinals aren't a bad team. I think the Seahawks are bad actually. Right. But um Cardinals aren't a bad team, obviously, but they're not great. But like again, the Rams could easily sneak a game against them even though they already beat them once true but like the rams were in a dog fight against the falcons they got blown out against the bills they got very close to being blown out against the 49ers in all in all um essence of that game so if i think of wild card teams right now i mean cowboys or eagles one of them's a wild card team right maybe vikings i don't know vikings are a bubble team for me um who am i missing Probably the Rams. Probably the Rams. Or the Vikings. Yeah, it's like Rams, Vikings, and then what, Cardinals. What division am I missing? The South is terrible. The Bucks. The South and yeah, the South. You're right. The South is bad. So they probably get in just because honestly, the NFC isn't, isn't as strong. Right. So I think they do sneak in, but I definitely don't think they win the division. Yeah, I, I I'm with you there. I don't think the Rams are very optimistic at this point. I think there's a lot of flaws in their game, and I mentioned it. Yesterday's episode, and I, I feel the same way. I just, I'm not on them. Who would you rather be in five years, just like we did earlier? Packers. Okay. The Rams gave up everything. Well, think about this, too. In five years, I think in five years, probably both quarterbacks might be retired. They're both gone. They're both probably gone. But Donald, probably gone. Donald, 100% gone. Probably gone. Ramsey's probably like He's still there. a free agent or somewhere. They probably trade him, honestly. Um, I think the Rams are going to be, again, we've talked about this before. I think the Rams are going to be really fucking bad And the Packers for a have while. proven they can draft well. They can draft well. And Jordan Love, maybe it hasn't looked great, but we haven't given him full reign of the offense. Obviously, preseason, he doesn't play with ones all the time. Right. So, you know, who knows really what's going to come of that long term. But we do. what we do know is that they do have a very good defense. Right. We do know that. So, um, moving forward again, defense will travel. They're... <laughs> experience on defense but they've signed guys on defense jair just got a long extension so i'd rather be the packers too and i know it sounds like we're shitting on the rams but i mean let's talk seriousness as far as the packers then moving forward like 
given what you've seen, can they compete to get to a Super Bowl at least? Yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. Like you said, the NFC is not great. They've beaten, you know, the Bucks already. You know, I think they can – their offense is going to get better. I, I believe it. You know, I know you said they are who they are, but I believe they're going to get better. I'm not buying the Eagles yet. You know, I you know the Niners are, are a good team, and they've had success against the Packers um, in the playoffs, but the Packers can beat the Niners. It's but, hard to say. It's funny because I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, fuck, like – even though, even I'm the one that's saying the Packers aren't looking very good, and I don't even know if they are that good at this point, but they still might be like the third best team in the NFC right now. They could be the best team in the NFC. We don't yeah, know that. Yeah, they like, could be. But like honestly, maybe four because like I think the Eagles, you know, fine, they're undefeated right now. Niners right there. Niners have flaws too, though. So of course, I mean, of the course Cowboys they do. are good. The Bucks. and then the Cowboys, and then the Packers, and then the Bucks probably some some one of those you know four. But it's like I'm talking about the Packers not being very good, but. They're still probably a top four team at worst right now. Uh, yeah, I think they're a top, and top five at worst. I think they're a top three, if not top two. Uh, to me, that's just my my. I think. Why know, are you so optimistic given what you've seen? Because they find ways to win. They do find ways to win, and they still got twelve back there. I mean, he he's one of the best to ever do it. So, I think they're going to find a way for him to kind of make this offense go. All right, fine. We've obviously seen some strong defenses. We talked about it with the Packers. We, see, we talked about it on Monday night with the Niners last week or on our last episode. So give me your top five defenses right now in the NFL. Ooh. One through five or just top five in general? If you can list them, that'd be great. Um, up This year so far, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers at five. Okay. Solid defense, good pass rush. Um, Fred Warner's a beast... At linebacker don't know about their secondary all quite yet i think ward's good well, ward's been hurt yeah and we've been playing this well oh, you're talking about chardavius ward chardavius ward yeah he's been great but jimmy ward has been hurt our best safety so i think i think they're good I, they might be a little higher but off the top of my head um i'm gonna go oh this is tough i'm gonna go i'm gonna go bingles at four they're ranked fourth in overall defense right now Niners are also ranked one in everything, by the way. Are they really? Yeah. Um, but sorry, continue. I'll go Bengals at four. I think they're elite. On, not elite anywhere, but they're very good at all spots. I don't think there's a flaw in that defense right now. They're playing. It'll be a good test this week against Lamar. Yeah. Um, at three, I'm going to go Green Bay Packers. I think their defense is very good. Two elite corners and Jair's there. I um, think Stokes is elite. Yeah, I think he's very good. Mm. Um, he's not a number one though, but he's a really, really no, good a, number. He's two. a really good number two. I agree. Yeah, um, and I think Jair's elite. I think their linebackers are uh, Razul Douglas is a fucking beast. Yeah, and they get after the quarterback too. And Kenny Clark can shut the rundown, and their those safeties are pretty good too. And honestly, people shit on the Rashawn Gary pick when they drafted him. Like I think it was like what ninth overall a couple years back. But he's been a monster. He's been a beast for them. You know, there's a reason why they weren't. You know, jumping to um, sign Zadarius to a huge contract because they knew what they had in Rashawn Gary. Um, number two, I'm going to go with Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys have been uh, yeah. elite on defense this year. Is Trayvon Diggs better than we? Um, better than we thought. No, I think he. I think he's playing a little bit better this year, but you know, he's just scary in the fact that if he knows what you're doing and he jumps a route, like you're just in big trouble. Yeah, like, you can't throw go balls with him. 
You can't throw jump balls at him. Um, you're going to have to hope he takes a bad risk because he doesn't have the best fundamentals all the time. Mm-hmm. But Michael Parsons is just a fucking absolute monster. Um, they finally let him just go get after the quarterback all the time. And he's winning at like a 60% win rate pass rush. Against guys that are which, so much bigger than him, which is um, crazy. He's an unbelievable pass rusher. Yeah. And Van Der Esch is very good in the run. So their defense is playing out of their mind right now. Yeah. You have him at two. Two. Okay. Who's one? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I know wow. I know Mahomes exposed them a little bit. Yeah. But I think it was just a bad game. Yeah. Vita Vea in the middle with the best linebacker core in football. Um. I, I just be patient with these guys. They're, I think they're gonna. They were the number one defense going into this game. They got beat up. Maybe they don't deserve to be number one um, in my power rankings right now. But Levante David is a fucking beast. And Devin White's a beast. Devin White. I mean, where I think well, I'll talk about the Bucks too because so I have them in my top that, five too. That that'll be my top five right now. Okay, interesting. I have one team that you left off actually in mine. Okay. So, but I'll start at number five. I have the Cowboys. Um, for every reason you already said, and even Trayvon Diggs has played a lot better this season, as we've seen. I mean, he locked up McLaurin pretty easily. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say easily, but he locked him up pretty well. And for me, Micah Parsons, maybe the best defensive player in the NFL. Like, yeah, I, I know, mean, I know, we've been all over Aaron Donald, and rightfully so. I mean, Aaron Donald's an absolute freak of nature, but like Micah Parsons is more versatile, faster. And nastier, maybe not nastier. The unsung hero for that dude. defense has been the number two corner. Um, fuck, what's his name? He's been really good for them. He's allowed the rest of their defense to go because they try to go after him, and he's been, you know, kind of unproven guy, and he's played out of his mind this year so far. Nice, yeah. But if Micah Parsons is in a ninety-nine overall in Madden, like that's a damn shame. Yeah, he's I, a fucking beast. Agreed. I, I like I said, probably the best defense player in the NFL right now. Agreed. I really think so. Um, I have the Bucks at four. The reason why I have them, and I'll, like I said, the only point I was going to make with the Bucks and why they're not higher, I thought their secondary was going to fall off, but their secondary has been played outstanding this season. Right. Um, their pass rush, I think, has fallen off a little bit without Jason Pierre-Paul. And Sue's gone. Yeah, and um, Sue's gone, but you still have Via Veda, Via Veda, you still have Shaq Barnett. Um, so I still think they're elite, and again, Outside of the Chiefs game, I would have probably said they'd be number one. Yeah. But I, obviously, That's Mahomes, fair to drop them. That's fair. It's fair. But obviously, Mahomes, from what we've seen, has been an absolute freak. Right. Um, I have the Bills at three. Yeah, I didn't have the Bills on mine. You didn't have the Bills on yours. Um, I think the loss of Micah Parsons is pretty big. Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that to me, is, that's big. Yeah, no, it was big. But they've recovered well. And like I said, they still look good. They're not giving up. You know, big points. Even the even the Dolphins game, even the Ravens game, they're holding them within 21 points. Yeah, they shut them out in the second half. Yeah, they shut them out in the second half. So, still a great team. I think they're probably defensive line up there with the Niners, you know, one or two, depending, you know, how you push it. I mean, Epines is there. You've got uh, Ed Oliver, who's been out the last two weeks. Like, that's a very, very good D-line. So, Fair. they're, they're scary, and they can get after the passer. Oh, and Vaughn Miller. Yeah, you know, we talk about. I thought he was going to fall off a little bit, but he has looked insane this season. Like, if you watch him specifically, how fast he gets off the football, maybe the best in the league. Team, you didn't mention Eagles right now at number two. Yeah, they were close for me. I think you know they've been really, really good so far. Yeah, uh, their secondary is very good, very, very good, and their D line depth is incredible. Um, yeah, I, I think there's they're right there for me. And their secondary has been great. Obviously, Slay 
is an elite corner, and then the other side is James Bradbury, who is they also got from the Giants, who they you know got for pan- pennies on the dime, yeah, on the dollar. So I mean, um, I, I they got to prove it more to me. Yeah, and like I'm not against that, but I do see why they're being successful. That's fair. Again, Fletcher Cox, uh, um, God damn it, what's his name? Derek Barnett, rookie Davis in there. Davis is in there. Uh, uh, Nikhil Harry, not Nikhil Harry. Nakobe Dean's been hurt, and he'll be back soon for them at linebacker. Like, they're a good defense right now. It's a big reason why they're doing so well. I mean, they shut down Justin Jefferson for like two catches in that game. That's fair. Um, and then number one. I have the 49ers at number one. Obviously, a little biased there, but um, number one in points per game against right now, number one in yards. Um, they're averaging going into last night 12 points per game, and then they held the Rams to nine. I mean, even in their other loss against the Bears, I think the Bears put up 13. Like, obviously, yeah. it's a very, very good defense. Um, I'm excited for it, especially because I think our secondary is much improved. The addition of Chardavius Ward has been massive for us. I mean, yes, Cooper Cup, you know, he's going to get scheme, he's going to get his touches. However, like, Robinson was locked up. There were no big plays over the top for us. Like we played fantastic last night, bent a little bit, didn't break, only gave up nine points against a good Rams offense. And again, we're doing it with guys that you haven't even heard of at the D line, our linebackers, Fred Warner and Greenlaw. I'm going on a rant right now, but long story short, I think the Niners are the best defense in the NFL. They're good. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's just that secondary proving it week in and week out. You know, it's a little eye opening to me right now. So we just named our top five defenses. I had one AFC team in the Bills. You had the Bengals as your only AFC team, right? Yep. But yet we think that the AFC is way better than the NFC. It's quarterbacks. It's the quarterbacks. Yeah. The Broncos could be in there too. The Broncos have a really good defense. Yeah. You know, there's an argument to be made for them. But um, is there an argument to be made that, you know, the NFC is just as good because of the defenses that we just mentioned? Um, or do you really think that the quarterbacks are really going to outweigh that? I just think you're going to be able to put up points on any of those defenses. You know, enough, you know, where some of those offenses can't score as much. Maybe. So, like, what teams, so obviously Chiefs, obviously Bills, obviously you're going to say Bengals, but what about, like, the Chargers? The Chargers would, should be a top-five team on there. Their injuries are just, they, they can't, like, both is out eight to I ten weeks. I think they're another team that they just are what they are for me. I mean, you know, like it's they tough to say when you lose Texans. your best players. They beat the Texans, but it was somewhat close. But look how many injuries they have. I mean, you got that. You have it's to take the that. same old song and dance with them, man. No, it just, I don't. I, that's not. That's not fair to me. That's not, it's not fair. fair that they get hurt every fucking year. But they don't. I mean, they do. Okay, Slater's they hurt. don't, and they just don't do well every year. Then yeah, I mean, but they had their big names like J.C. Jackson just played his first game, and he didn't do well. It's his first game. He's played. Figured he played, out. He was you, fine. You get paid that much money. Figured out. I mean, okay, fair, but Bosa's out. You know. Slater's out, you know, they still they're still in a very good defense. I think they're very good still. I got concerns. I don't know. I they just they need to win. They don't win, they need to win. They're you two have and all two. this talent in the fucking world. They're, yeah, they make a playoff. They, they have do something. They have the same record as a bunch of these guys on this list. Yeah, but figure it out. I think it's unfair. All right. Fine. They need some guys back. All right, let's get into the UFC a little bit. Okay. Um, funny topic. I thought it was funny about the whole Zuckerberg yeah, storyline. Yeah. What was weird was, okay, so Mackenzie Dern comes out and says, like, oh, you know, as a different fighting pay-per-view versus Fight Night, Apex, etc. Right. And she's like, oh, yeah, like, maybe. She's like, I heard Zuckerberg running out the Apex. You know, so that'll be different. There won't be as, as many fans, blah, blah, blah. And then Dana's like, not true. Total smoke. Not happening. And then Zuckerberg's fucking ringside. Well, Zuckerberg has like, said... Like, what the fuck? Zuckerberg said his wife's favorite fighter is Dern. 
Oh, she, she said yeah, that? Yeah, that's his wife's favorite, okay. favorite fighter. But why would Dana, like, lie? It was weird. Like, because what the fuck's the point? the rumors are going around. This is crazy, by the way. Okay, I didn't hear this. The rumors are going around that Zuckerberg was renting it out because the UFC is trying to run out them selling pay-per-views on the metaverse. Oh, fuck me. So what is in, uh, essentially would happen is you would have a headset and you would pay for your seat at the Apex. Okay. And they were kind of like running it out there this weekend to see if it could kind of not not necessarily work, but they were doing stuff with that. So like you still have to pay 1500 bucks for a ringside seat, but you're not even there. You're watching it on the fucking... I'm watching I have like VR goggles yeah, on Yeah, VR like goggles that. and you're paying for your seat, but you're not even there. And they're, they're, that's the rumor that Zuckerberg was kind of running out that option when talking with Dana about it. I don't think people would buy that. I don't either. But like, like UFC fans would not do that. But if that's the only way you can watch it? If that's the only way you can watch it, then I won't be a UFC fan anymore. Well, I mean... You know what I'll I mean? Be, there'd be obviously different options where like you can buy the ringside, but you can buy a general... You know, general I'm, I'm in the fucking nosebleeds with my fucking <laughs> no. goggles on. I think you watch it like maybe as like a, a ra- actual... You know, like a regular UFC broadcast, but on the VR goggles. I don't know. I, I that was the rumor. Was I don't think I'd the, buy that. I mean, I don't know. I'm but, obviously not a VR also, person. But then also they said, you know, Zuckerberg just a huge UFC guy, and maybe that's you just talking about renting it out because his wife loves Mackenzie Dern. And, yeah, and he obviously trains. We've seen the weird ass videos yeah. of him fighting and shit. So I don't know. I thought it was interesting rumor though. So well, it was just interesting to me that Dana was like, no, it's not happening, and, and that, then all of a sudden Zuckerberg's fucking ringside. Yeah. Like, yeah, you knew he was gonna be there, Dana. Why the fuck are you lying to us? Yeah. Dana, you know, I like Dana White for a lot of reasons, but he does, like, play shit weirdly close to the chest. And shredded, it's like, by the way. Did you see that picture of him? Yeah, what the fuck's up with that? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Absolutely shredded. He's, he's, roi- we all know he's roiding up, Dana. Oh, 100%. Like, whatever. Um, big storyline in the UFC right now. Obviously, not a lot going on, but Bo Nickel coming off the Contender Series. The UFC finally signs him. He's 2-0 in the Contender Series. First round, I want to say sub in both of them, if I'm not mistaken. Um... I mean, I think it's a huge impact. Obviously, it's new blood, a guy that's incredibly hyped up. Um, he immediately calls out Hamzat Shemaev. I mean, <laughs> is this guy for real? Love that shit. Yeah. He is absolutely for real. Yeah. And if you don't, you're lying to yourself if you don't believe he is. Yeah. The guy's all world wrestler. Mm-hmm. And he's proven that he has more to his game now already. He is walking through everyone in the UFC who he's fought. You know, I think. He's going to be Dana's little puppy for a while. Oh, yeah. He's going to be that prize boy for a while. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the new Hamzat, honestly. So, yeah, obviously a very credentialed wrestler. Um, he fights out of American Top Team right now. You know, his jujitsu he's working on, he's like a blue belt or something like that right now. He went to Penn State. Penn um, State, yeah. He's a dude. You know, obviously he's, they gave him, you know, the contender series, the contender series, obviously. You know, it's it's amateur guys that are coming up to fight up there. Um but he passes the test, no problem. But now they have him scheduled to fight Jamie Pickett, who is... I'm trying to put this lightly. He fucking sucks. <laughs> like, he's not very good. Like, Thanks for putting that lightly for yeah, us. Yeah, no, he's just... If you lose to Jamie Pickett, you you shouldn't be in the UFC. He's that test. You know what I mean? Right. But obviously, Dana, he wants Bo Nickel to win. He wants to promote his guy. Bo Nickel might be a minus 4,000 favorite against Jamie Pickett. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Like, it's going to be bad. Like, but... How big is your nutsack to put fucking hundred grand on it? Yeah, you know? right, right. You get twenty bucks back. But anyway, I mean, he's gonna walk through it. I mean, what do you think about the whole the Hamzat call out? Is it too soon? Do you love it? Do you hate it? What do you think? Way too soon. I mean, I like it, but like, come on. 
like be be smart about it like win a couple of fights in the actual ufc first and then go get them yeah part of me is normally like that with these newcomers these up-and-comers like that like normally i'm like yeah, all right bro like let's pump the brakes figure it out but i kind of like it in this instance for some reason partially because like fuck hamzat right now for the whole weight debacle that he caused fuck him um so, i hate him though so that's kind of partially yeah. why i'm just like fuck it go for it but also like well, talk your talk the only talk, reason man. i don't like it is because like you know dana's never gonna th- do that right now no of course not so like, it's like he's he's gotta obviously win a couple fights but i mean fuck like as fast as they fast tracked o'malley to peter yawn like Bo Nickel's gonna be on that fast track too. Like, don't get it twisted. Like Alex oh, Pereira, yeah. like yes. these guys that he does want to push and promote. Like, there's there's definitely a way to methodically get these guys up there, but there's also a way to fly them up there, like he did with Hamzat. But um, you know, Bo Nickel to probably do a couple fights. He's only like four and zero or five and zero professionally at this point. Like, he really hasn't fought that many fights. Um, however, strength for strength, that's gonna be interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. A, a very very credentialed wrestler. You know, going up against Hamzat, whose jujitsu obviously is way superior. Um, so we'll see. I mean, the ceiling is nothing, you know, is is through the roof right now for Bo Nickel and what he can do. But um, speaking of Hamzat, obviously a lot of smoke, a lot of conversation on what he's going to do. Is it going to be Covington? Is he going to go down to, is he going to go up to middleweight? Where do you see him fitting next? They shouldn't let him fight in welterweight. Yeah. First off. But, but then he put like a 185 tweeted and then he tweeted at Colby Covington like two weeks ago. I would love that fight. Him and Colby? Yeah. No, I'd love it too. I mean, I don't think it's a great fight for Colby, to be honest, but... I think it is a tough fight for Hamzat. Oh, I think it's a great fight. Uh, because the cardio... Fight. If if Colby gets out of the first round, yeah. Colby might fuck him up. Hamzat's such a big fucking... Here's the hard part he's is... so big. He's hard to get down. Yes, he's Gilbert so Burns big. can knock him down, but Gilbert Burns is a traditional wrestler. Colby is. You know, Colby's take, Colby took down Kamar Usman. Whether or not they want to count or not, he did. Right. You know, someone that was quote-unquote untakedownable you know to an extent so um for me honestly i think the best matchup and like money everything shit talking if him and paulo costa fought fought right now i think that's a great fight he would kill paulo costa i think i don't think so i think he'd kill him why i think he's just i don't think cost i think cost is dog shit i don't think cost is dog shit at all i don't know maybe just because i hate him you hate everyone is there anyone you like yeah i like a lot of guys but anyway like Costa, from what I understand, I think he's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but um, Costa's just as big and physical, probably more physical and bigger than Hamzat for sure. Yes, but a different type of physical. Obviously, his stand-up's going to be better than Hamzat. Yeah. It's just it's just a matter of fact is, you know, if you get on the ground with Shamayev, you know, can you hang? Right. That's just what it comes down to. You know, he's got that ace in the hole where he is that level. But we saw, like, Gilbert Burns can hang. He didn't get submitted, you know? So who's to say that a lot of other guys can't? Yeah, it's just a matter of what weight class he fights in, I think. It's just, uh, I'm almost tired of talking about him, but he is he is someone that needs to be talked about, you know, which sucks. Um, the biggest headliner right now, um, Devinson Figueredo and Brandon Moreno, number four, gets booked for January 21st in Rio de Janeiro. Um, obviously, the rematch of the trilogy yeah. <laughs> at this point, um, they are 1-1-1. One, 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 Crazy. Which is insane. I think this is the first... I don't even know, quadruple fight? Is that even what you would call it? How many times did uh, did Chuck and uh, Tito fight? I think only twice. I felt like they fought a bunch. They, Well, you know what? They fought like, what, two years ago or something weird like that? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know if I count that. I mean, UFC-wise, I think they fought twice. I don't know. But anyway, the fourth, no, no one's fought four times. I'm pretty sure this is a record. Wow. So the fourth time that these two are matching up, they're booked for January 21st in Rio de Janeiro. 
I mean, are you excited for it? Are you over it? What yeah, are your no, I think here? people are over it, but I'm I'm excited for it. I mean, who else are these guys going to fight? Yeah, they're the two best in the class, and I, they, every time they fight, it's an absolute war. Yeah, it's been a great show. I think it just comes down to I think Figgy is no doubt the better fighter. I think he's proven that. Figgy is the worst weight cutter that we've ever seen. Well, <laughs> so here's the thing: is he's not as good when he cuts the weight. The problem is again. But that's the point is like, so he shouldn't even fight in this weight class. Yeah, then, you I, know, I, yes. And I think for me, it's this has to be the last fight for Figueroa at 125. Yes. Like Moreno has proven that he is a true 125er. Yes. He's yes. fought in between the fights to prove that. You know what I mean? He never has the weight issues. He doesn't, you know, have the towel. He doesn't go to the hospital the night before. You know what I mean? He just no. makes the weight and he's a professional at 125, right. which is funny because he's actually the taller fighter in a lot of ways, except Figueroa is just kind of thick boy yeah when he doesn't fucking fight so for me i think i'm almost more excited to be done with this fight like i'm excited for the fight i want to see how it plays out you're gonna I'm, miss it when it's gone maybe but i'm, I'm excited for the future because i want to see figure it out 135 yeah that's what i'm kind of more excited for because i think moreno has proven that he's probably the best 125er i just think Figueredo's not a 125er. You know what I mean? Right. So like that I'm excited to see Figueredo kind of fight at a more natural weight class to see does his power go up and stay up? Is he, you know, can he hang with a bigger guy like Aljamain? Aljamain is a lot bigger than he would be. You know what I mean? So like how does he match up with those guys? Piotr Jan, you know, like you think about those matchups with him and Figueredo like those are tough matchups for him. They're very tough. Because very, again, very he's tough. had such an advantage in power in his jujitsu, like in a lot of those areas, in his speed, even like he's gonna have a speed advantage at uh, bantamweight, but like his power is not gonna be there nearly as much as it was at one twenty five. I mean, we're a long ways away from that, so we can talk about that later. But it is gonna be interesting to see the future of Figgy after this fight. Yeah, especially how how the outcome of this fight too. Who do you have just right now? Figgy, Moreno, in Rio, Figgy, Moreno, in Rio. <laughs> That's don't care. I like I like both guys a lot. I like Moreno a lot, man. Like it's funny as I transition from liking Figueroa a lot to like liking Moreno more. Well, I I transition from liking Figgy like the most to liking Moreno a ton too. Yeah, I just like both guys a lot. It's a good rivalry, you know. Like when it's yeah. all said and done, like and they respect the fuck out of each other. Yeah, which I kind of fucking hated. Like that whole last time, like <laughs> I know that Figueroa, was... get the fuck out of the cage. Yeah, man. That, like, that Moreno me. just won the belt, knocked the guy the fuck out. Like that was sick. Yeah, let him have his moment, move on. But um, I hated that too. That pissed me off. I forgot about that. We'll talk about this on another podcast or another episode, but like I just brought it up, but like this has got to be one of the better rivalries in UFC history, especially for them to book it four times. That's a good topic. We'll go like, to next time. Not bad. Not bad at all. So, all right. Total Generous podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Obviously this is episode two of the week. Uh, stay tuned for tomorrow's episode three. Uh, more of your predictions and look forward to the weekend. Uh, pumped to have all this content for you. Like, subscribe. We'll be back.